Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast Crucial Conversations, Friday edition. I'm Don Wetrick. I'm Jamal Crook. Today, we're going to talk about... I have a hard time saying it, Jamal. We're going to talk... Okay. Standardized testing today. Standardized testing. So, full disclosure... um, I think it's a huge waste of money and resources, but we'll get into that because <laughs> Jamal is a little bit more balanced and nuanced than I am, and I'm just a renegade. I don't know what I am, but let, let's let's get into that. First of all, Jamal, your opening statement, sir, on why you should not be Don Wetrick and want to throw all testing out the window. Go. Okay. So so you know, let me let me just start by saying. Testing is not the end-all, be-all of an indicator of someone's level of reading, level of cognitive ability. It gives us a, a frame of reference to go on based on a lot of different factors, right? Just, just to throw this out there, I got a 15 on the ACT, 15. I Christmas treated that day. It was prom. I Christmas treated. I got. A, I went to school on a football scholarship to Murray State University. Thank you guys for accepting me with 15. They sure. They surely slapped me in a remedial math class uh, that didn't count towards anything, but I passed it and I graduated with uh, a 3.2 from there. So it's it's not the end all be all. But let me let me just take this frame to say that testing is something that that is needed because, like I said, it gives us. A, a, a reference point to to chart growth. It's almost like stepping on a scale, right? Scale is is relative to really where you are. Um, if you if you move your scale to the left to the right, your weight may change depending upon the the, the pull of gravity. Um, but it, it it gives you a frame. There are some people who are two hundred and fifty pounds who are six two, but they are all muscle. And they have a 34-inch waist. And then there are some people who are the same height. Thank you for describing me, Jamal. Thank you. (laughs) This is the the other part. There are some people who are the same height, same weight, but who have high blood pressure, diabetes, who are at risk of heart failure because they, they, they function different. So typically, a test is going to give us some data to, to chart the growth of an individual. Now let me put this in in terms of in terms of uh worldwide systems. Every profession and I've come to I've come to know this. If you want to be a hairdresser, you have to take a state certification examination just to do hair. If you want to be a teacher, you have to take a state subject area certification examination. It's a test. If you want to be a lawyer, you have to pass the bar. If you want to, you name the profession. You want to do HR, go pass your test. Any profession, there is a, there is a test that, that, that is required to get us in. So those, those people who say, well, well, tests don't really prepare children for life. Well, life consists of a series of tests. You want to be a doctor? I'm sure there's a test um, to be a doctor. If there is no test to be a doctor, I've gotten to the wrong field. I need to go and be a doctor. But but the but the but the level of testing that is required to be anything of significance is important. So I the the, the connection is there as to being able to be a good test taker 
but it's not the end all be all. Cause like I said, I got a 15 on the ACT. Yeah. Went to college. I got into grad school. Didn't have to take any, uh, <laughs> any okay, so, extra so, tests. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me, let me, let me say this. Like I know that for the sake of this show, just for me to be a potster, I'm going to do things that are either, well, I was about to say black <laughs> or white, but that's kind of ironic. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to be deliberately, uh, it's either or, right? So mm-hmm. it's all or nothing. And my opinion on nothing, and I understand, I get it. You have to have a baseline sense of where you are. And I get that. And if we were balanced and nuanced, I would totally agree with you, but I don't want to be balanced and nuanced today. I want to be pissed off, right? So um, I say nothing, and here's why. Um, if, if you never, hmm, how do I want to describe this? If, if you were never tested in certain areas, I think that you would automatically start gravitating to the things that you like. And, the, and then that is an ego boost. I think that there's a lot of kids that the thought of that Scantron sheet makes you freeze up and underperform. And I think that that Scantron sheet makes you feel less than. And I think for some people, now for some it's an ego boost, right? Now, like I was that kid who, I, I, I've been accused of being self-confident. I, I think that I'm fairly smart, but a test taker I am not, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't really... I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I, I just, I've always had that attitude. But I've seen several of my friends that they're hot stuff, right? Because they can, they can ask the, you know, the ace, the SAT. Well, good for them. But when it came to anything common sense, they ain't getting it. And so mm-hmm. in the world we're living in now, in this new world where sit and wait and hold your, you know, clasp your hands and wait for instruction, i.e. the compliant good test taker, the world has changed so dramatically that this old way of testing is to me, again, if it's all or nothing, I say nothing. It causes stress. It causes anxiety. It makes you feel less than. And, 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 and who cares if it's a baseline of skills that you do or do not have? The, like some of the skills that they're testing on anyway, and I know that I'm being divisive and like I know that there's a lot of things you're going to point out, but if I had to choose all or nothing, I'd choose nothing for those reasons. Right. So, so. Hold on, hold on. I got to make that. That was my mic drop. It just dropped. <laughs> so, so. If well, then there's nothing. Then, then the so so the the design of school K twelve. We're supposed to make sure our students can read and write. Yep. And do math logically. Yep. Addition. Okay. okay. This is, no, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun, Jamal. Division, right? Then let, let's 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 talk about what you should test at and where it should end. Right. So I'm, so, I'm gonna see where you th- where it should end. Go. I think it should end. Well, it ends in the tenth grade now. I think that's I think that's fairly reasonable. Um, not to bog down a junior or a senior with more state tests. Now, here's here's the truth about state testing examinations. Man, there is such a huge curve on those tests. Um, that I I and I'ma say this. And, you know, I'm, I may not be friends with some, some state people, but that's fine. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a number out there that represents what it really takes to pass a test. And I'm going to say that number in, in high school in, in America is about anywhere from, I'm going to give a range. There you go. 30 to 50 percent. Right. 
which makes the argument, why are we even taking the test anyway? But then going back, it's not a hard test to pass. Um, we are really looking to see if you can, at a very minimal process, um, go through our K-12 sequence. As a matter of fact, if, if you have a dedicated family and dedicated child, you can, you can make it through the K-12 system in America. It's set up, um, you can make it through at the age of 12, which, is, which just so happens to be the minimum age for college, right? So the flexibility and what you have to do and what you have to do to make it through the system really isn't all that complicated. But if you're going to go through that system as a teacher, I need to know, can you read? What are you, what are you good at? What are you not good at? And not to say that this test is going to give me a 100 percent picture. But it, it, but if I'm a mechanic, it gives me a frame of reference to diagnose and to build. I'm going to give you a number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is $1.7 billion. Okay. That was what we spent. And according to, no, you're going to laugh. Okay. And I'll let you guess. Uh, there was an article that was published by a company that said that really that's not that bad. What company wrote that? I'll, I'll give probably, you a guess. Probably Pearson. Oh, <gasps> you win. <laughs> hey, we should be testing more. It's not that expensive. It's not that expensive. Pearson. How did I know? <laughs> I know, right? And by the way, it's SEO. It was the first thing listed. Hmm. For those of you that don't know what SEO is, it's basically when you put in a, a, a search, the, the search engine optimization, uh, the first thing that comes up has the best SEO. And the best SEO is usually manipulated and possibly paid for a little bit. But hey, guess what? The first thing that says it was from Pearson and it says, yes, it's $1.7 billion, but that's not that big of a number. Um, and I get it. Like, you know, they're going to say, look, uh, uh, more is spent on uh, lunches uh, for subsidized lunches or on teacher salaries. Yep. And yep. Um, but again, that's still a lot of money, a lot of money. And it's a lot of instructional days. And if you want to get into the weeds of this, of like, like, okay, did you teach them to the test? Okay, what did that mean? The kids memorize something short term. Like, and this is the thing that's insanity to me, mm -hmm. Jamal. Everybody admits, every, like, I don't know of a person that like, yeah, teaching the test doesn't work. So why do we keep doing it? Like, they, they, they actually even follow up with the kids on how much you forget within two weeks. And it's astounding. <laughs> now, teaching them a skill Mm -hmm. teaching them a skill that they're interested in well we're not really doing that as much but making sure they memorize the 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 final exam for the ap test oh that's so important because you know they they have to impress somebody with that score even though we all know that it's you know short term but i digress you bring up very valid points oh i'm can you can you feel my just i i can i can feel it so you so you bring up you bring up some very valid points um in that you, you, you have to realize that schools have the capability to teach skill sets, right, to children. They can teach welding, they can do this, but some of those programs have gone away for, you know, teaching to the test, which, 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 is, which is absolutely true. However, schools are not obligated to buy tests from Pearson. 
schools are not obligated to really, I mean, unless your district says so, but schools have a lot of autonomy as to how they how they test now, depending on who they they work with or that district. I'm at a private school, so I'm seeing a, a, a lot of different um, ways that we could test a child that's cost effective because you have to pay for materials. You're going to pay for the, the testing materials and all that good stuff. Somebody took the time to make tests; they should be compensated for their um, for for their work. But Pearson shouldn't. Um, Pearson's not the only means of. Oh yeah, I'm just beating up on the big dog. Yeah, I'm just beating fine. up on the big dog. So so so, but but with that same with that same mindset, it should it should a school should only use that as a piece of the data, because if I have a child now, and you told me this the other day, if I have a child who can build a computer, but doesn't really have an interest in I don't know, let's say reading right but the child loves technology right so if we give them a test on the computation part of the test the kid scores you know if you have a you know third grade it scores at a eighth grade level on computation right or science in in, in that area but they score three uh, below level on reading you can't look at that and say well he's below level on reading but he's uh, you know eight four years above level in in science well you have to read in order to do science you have to have an understanding there's there's a different kind of literacy that comes with science so to say that child can't read is is just insane right so so but 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 what we do sometimes is we say well this is the only mechanism that that we validate and so we spend all year putting all of our hope in a test as opposed to saying okay i have johnny over here johnny is very good at science right we're not gonna hold johnny back because he can't read because we know that he's literate in science let's let let's take that and let's build and let's maybe teach him literacy through through science and push him more in that field let's sign him up for for more technology classes let's get some resources in here and all the people like johnny let's maybe get some guest speakers in here let's see if we can get uh, uh i forget i don't know his full name the tesla guy what's his name uh elon musk Elon Musk. I thought his name was Nikola Tesla. Uh, if we can get Elon Musk in here to to talk about how he uh, made his tires, the the science behind it, why why was it important to put you know cushion on the inside of this tire, uh, and how how he how did he figure out that that made uh, the the ride in the Tesla much more enjoyable than you know your mercedes or any other thing like where did that line thing come from so exposing them to those kinds of people based on our frame of reference which is a test yeah i i i i just more and and it's kind of sidetracked a little bit by the the testing number dollars and cents wise to me it's also the and what it's not accounting for is the human hours that the teacher got paid to teach to that test. Oh yeah. That number is a lot different because they're like, oh, it doesn't include, you know, teacher salaries is a lot more than well, t- teacher salary. Cause when when teachers start telling me, and it's a different for every school, but I hear a lot of teachers complain how much of the school year is dedicated towards the state test. Right. Um, oh, and, yeah. and it's a lot. So this whole 1.9 billion thing 
is deceiving because it's not mm-hmm. accounting for desire. And the social cost of that is that is also time. And I know I'm going to sound woo woo and wooshy washy mm-hmm. and everything else. That is also not time that there's a human aspect to it. That is not time for, right. I, I know I'm silly, but I, I like to start off my class with a good five minute meditation and deep breathing. I like to get to know my students. Sometimes I set aside where we just literally talk about, you know, what you did for vacation, all sort of stuff. And I know, mm-hmm. like, I, I've got an unusual class and I can have time to do that from time to time. But you, you take out all this testing, uh, preparation, and then maybe you do have a little time to talk about the kids and some of their lives. Maybe you do have time to slow down and talk about what's meaningful, important, and what some of their hopes and dreams are. If you can't talk about it in the classroom, where do you talk about it? Oh, that's right, you don't. Because right. you know, these things, you know, the average nine-year-old isn't going to necessarily go on the playground and start talking about being self-actualized, right? This so this is time that we have lost hmm. because we're teaching to the test. So all or nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I will, but there has, there, has to be a, there has to be a balance. We have to figure out a way to say, okay, so then, so then let me ask you this question. How then do we measure success because going going on the playground and saying well i'm self-actualized if they're if they're taught that in class that correlates to something but how do how do we measure it because what you'll get is a lot of teachers just teaching to their feelings and yeah. their emotions. yeah and, this and, this and, is and, the part and, of the episode and, that we we have to agree there has to be a little balance and i get that i get that i get that but if i said again if this had to be an all or nothing if you're going to put me in that box and i put myself in that box i'd say nothing and you're like well then what do you produce content right you produce portfolios you produce you start identifying some of these self goals we say well kids can't do that was they've never been introduced to that yet Right. I, I was forgetting who I was listening to. Somebody was making light of the fact that, and it may have been, it possibly could have been Gary Vaynerchuk, but he was like pointing out if, 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 a, if a famous athlete like LeBron James were in the metaphor of school, he'd still be in remedial golf. He wouldn't be allowed to work on his basketball game. He's already aced the basketball game. No, no, no. He's failing in golf, especially <laughs> as chipping and putting. So LeBron would be spending a lot of time on chipping and putting. And that's to where that testing culture of, um, you know, and, and I'm hearing people, well, you need a balance to, I get it, I do. But all this time that we spend in testing, a little bit of that time could open up on some of the things that the students have talents in that aren't necessarily, I'm going to use my bad air quotes, school. You know, right. a, a student has, can produce video content and graphics on Cinema 4D. Uh, a student can produce some sick beats on GarageBand. Well, that's not school, isn't it? It is. <laughs> and, 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 and there is such a time and place for that. And whoever is teaching those classes are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. But what you don't want as a parent is to send your child to school and they come home and they know how to make really dope beats, but they can't read. They know how to make, they, they know how to build a computer, but they don't know how to market themselves to sell the computer because the foundations or, or the accounting, what should I charge someone? The, yeah. the mathematics of it. So all of the different components. But what, what I think the real fear is from an administrative perspective is you'll have teachers in, in, in schools. If there, were, if there was nothing to, to teach if there were no standards let's let's yeah. move the test away because tests are written towards standards if there were no standards 
then we would, I, I, I mean, we'd be playing Monopoly in class one day because the kids really don't feel like it. Feel uh, okay, like no, well, hold on. And, You're and talking then, about the difference between standards and expectations. Right, well, well, expect, well expectations, standards, is, is, it, it, it could be synonymous in, in this case, but when you, have, when, you have, when you have nothing that we're supposed to teach, but like I need to tell you, or we need to have an agreement that from a teacher, administrator, or, or district, that you're going to do your best to teach the children this within this time frame because we don't have a lot of time with these children, right? So, so as opposed to you saying, well, let's let's because I know some, there are some teachers who will come in there and and you do five minutes of breathing, but some some teachers will be like, hey, I'm gonna do a full class of breathing and meditation every Monday. In a, in a in an effort to do less work, or I don't really feel like teaching. So then you'll have some kids who can, who who are very thoughtful and enlightened and self actualized, but in actualization they can't yeah. read. No, I mean like you just you just described some of my students. Like and 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 for people that are just starting to listen to this podcast, as I I've got a class called Innovation and in Open Source Learning. It's a very unusual class, and it is very student-driven. Um, I'm more of a project manager. The first seven weeks, I'm teaching and instructing. The rest of the year, they're open sourcing their learning, and they're telling me the things that they want to work on and that they want to achieve. So in some ways, it's that scenario. My expectations are different from the test or the standards. I really have, <laughs> I have no standards most of the year. They're telling me, but I still will get kids that play the game in school. They'll try to like, hey, what's the minimum I can do and still call this good? Um, they're not necessarily almost the scenario you said they're wanting to play a monopoly in the middle of the room and just hang out and be nice as opposed to wanting to be driven. So I, I see that even in my own class. Right. Sure. So, so adults will definitely, I mean, they'll, they'll take that thing and, and, and run with it. If, if, if we're not careful, then we'll have a even more broken school system than what we already have. And then we'll say, well, man, my kid can go to this school because there will be some schools that are like, no, nah, we're serious about education. And then you'll then you'll probably start to see schools be more privatized because I'd, I'd rather send my child to school here to learn these skill sets. So they're really good at technology. They're really good at this. They're really good at you know developing leaders or whatever the case is. So I, I'll send my child there. Whereas the, the foundations of what a child typically needs could 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 it could get very blurry so when you have your test now it gives everyone a frame of reference my child started here right and then we at by the end of the year we should see some growth right i believe in growth models so i I love i love map testing and any any test that shows growth because effectively as employees when we become employees you should be focused on growth so i started here right and now i'm at a much higher level than where i was at so we should see growth however most some tests don't typically focus on growth it's you know very very final in its approach but if we could is if we could get the the what oh we have the what if we can take the what and make the how we do it a lot yeah. better, I think it would solve the problem because there's a need for both. There's a need 
to, to, to say, all right, we need to develop these outside of the box thinking skills or in, inquiry based skills, yeah. critical thinking. We need to, we need to learn how to monetize our voices. We need to learn how to monetize our skill sets. We need to understand our value. We need to learn that, you know, giving and helping and all those things are, are so, so very important. But if we don't have the, the, the basics, it'd be very hard to do all, all of that higher level stuff. Once again, Jamal just found balance. I can't think of a better way to end the podcast than that. Good, good, good job, man. You, you may, you, you may look, you can hear, you can hear my, you can hear my blood pressure lower. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, I, I know that like for the purposes of this, of this show, I, I'm wanting to be divisive and, and, and stir that debate and everything else. But, the truth is, is yeah, I, I totally agree, Jamal. Um, finding that balance is the key. I, I do know that there's some, I even hate to say necessary evils. There are just some necessary things you got to do because you got to do. And, and um, you know, finding that balance though, of not going too overboard, making sure you kind of set it. And you, once you've identified uh, some strengths and weaknesses, you move on, but uh, not, not making it the be all end all, like you said, from the very beginning of the show. All right, guys, if this podcast brings you any sort of value whatsoever, please let us know. Jamal, tell everybody where they can contact us. You can find us on LinkedIn, Jamal Crook, Don Wettrick. You can also find us on Gmail, Don at StartedUpInnovation.com, Jamal at StartedUpInnovation.com. You can find both of us on Twitter. Only one of us has the blue check, and that is Don Wettrick. Um, and you can always message us on Facebook at Started Up. You'll be getting a blue check soon. I feel like. <laughs> Plus, you know, you know what it's gotten me. Uh, nothing. All right. So, uh, all right. <laughs> I was gonna say a free cup of coffee. I hadn't done that. Uh, so yeah, I, I thank you, Jamal. He's right. We at uh, here. You know, we're just kind of getting our our feet wet into the show we eventually want some guests so like i said you know how to contact us and if you want to give this a share that is how we grow organic growth is a lot faster and meaningful if you want to share like hey i really like this jamal guy but that other guy is annoying or you know vice versa but who can find jamal annoying all right well this uh jamal thank you for once again uh breeding some balance i appreciated the uh conversation the crucial conversation so for Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetrick reminding you of those opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.